1: Hey, PPC fans, it's another episode of PPC Rockstars, and the rock star for today is none other than Mr. Dan Golden, founder and chief PPC guy for the agency BFound Online, also known as BFO. Welcome, Dan.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me. Chief Search Artist is the name of the real title.
1: You ah, get to Chief to Search Artist.
2: Yeah, there we go. Nice. Yeah.
1: I like that. It's not Chief Search Scientist it is, it's
2: not, we were, we were kind of, we kind of had an art and science branding there. We've kind of moved away from that a little bit, but, uh, I kept the title cause I like it. And I, I it reminds me I'm still a nerd and, uh, and gotta stay fresh on all this fun stuff.
1: <laughs> Everybody needs that reminder. I know. So I know. Dan, you, you have been speaking on a topic that is uh, near and dear to my heart. And, uh, we're going to talk about it today. And that is audience targeting. And, uh, this is something that you, you've, listeners and Dan, you've certainly heard the rumor that keywords are going to go away and be replaced by audience targeting. I don't yeah. think that's going to happen, but um, why don't you start by explaining what, just defining audience targeting.
2: Sure. I, You know, if I were to explain this to the layperson, you know, search is becoming more like display and display is coming to become a little bit more like search. But uh, back to that first point, you know, we use a, we think about search from an intent standpoint and i am guilty of saying the statement of i don't care who the hell they are i know what they're searching for and we're gonna meet them with an ad that fits their needs and you know that i've definitely changed my mindset since saying such things and as the technology has progressed and it's it's really layering it's not just about uh the keyword that's being searched for but it's, it's who's searching for it right and there's uh, there's been a lot of enhancement on Google's side, and, and frankly, a necessary move on their part to, to keep up with uh, with with the likes of Facebook in um, overlaying audiences. So, mm-hmm. from a standpoint, that can mean a lot of different things. Everything from overlaying remarketing lists to customer match, um, but also you know in market audiences and demographics. All these um, all the things you care about uh, about your customers, matching that with intent. That's a holy grail, right? You know, mm-hmm. delivering a message customized. Uh, I'm getting ahead of myself, but
1: uh, right. it's
2: really com- you know combining the power of uh, of display and Facebook and audience targeting with the uh, with the intent base of search. Um, it's it's exciting what we have at yes. our fingertips.
1: You're right. So, w- what would you say the the uh, probably the, the most familiar example of audience targeting uh, that listeners might be uh, acquainted with is remarketing, where the audience is a group of people that have visited the site. So, um, what other kinds of audience targeting is is available? Let's let's uh, delineate between search and and uh, display.
2: Yeah, sure. So, you know what I'll what I'll focus on because uh, this is PPC Rockstars You know, for the for a chunk of this is really how we can leverage all of these audience characteristics and and different technologies and integrations uh, and combine that with search right obviously with google's ecosystem lots of opportunities whether it's gmail ads or google display network uh which is all you know audience based Uh, but really the you know the power is combining search and audience um so remarketing rlsa's remarketing lists for search ads um, that's kind of the table stakes you know that Mm -hmm. was new and cool a couple years back and and now it's a you know, it's it's a have to, um, but, but I'll, I, I'll take one one quick step back because there's really two ways to look at how you want to leverage audience with paid search, and you know, one is uh, is just from a bidding and optimization standpoint, and the other is a targeting standpoint, and there's really stark differences in terms of reach uh, when you're comparing those two tactics. So mm-hmm. I'll break them down really quick. Uh, okay, so one is you know uh, using. Uh, RLSAs or audience for um, targeting and bid. Um, you know, I, I'm. I'm uh, if this were a video, I could. I'm using my hands here, but I know this is a podcast. <laughs> uh, you know, that's where you can say, "I want to deliver my ads only to people that match my audience criteria, right. and I want to bid on them separately." And that's that's very different from using it for, for bidding, which has uh, a much less drastic, uh, drastic approach. Um, so. The, the, in the first scenario, you know, I'm going to use a very broad example, but T-shirt, right? If you're a brand and you sell T-shirts, to um, and your demographic is males, ages 18 to 35, and you just you don't want to, you still want to go after that high volume word, um, but you want to cut out all the people that aren't going to buy your stuff. Um, that's where you would use it for targeting and bid, where you could say, I only want to show my ad on this keyword. If someone matches the demographics or if they've been to my site or if they're on my customer list, um, and that's really exclusionary, but that is monumental when you think of the opportunities that brings for smaller brands mm-hmm. to be a really big brand to a much smaller audience. Um, it really opens the door to, you know, to, to sites and brands that don't have huge budgets to go after larger keywords only to people that match their audience set. And that's extremely powerful. Um, right. You know that that democratizes a lot of the, um, a lot of the stuff that you know bigger bigger brands could only afford to go after, uh, and now if you're a you know if you're a smart marketer and you know who your audience is, uh, whether it's you know creating lookalikes, um, you know you can you can expand the universe of, of keywords that you're going after and limit it to, uh, you know to just the right people, right. Um, so that's you know that 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 gets a little bit more advanced and and you know there there's you know, with great power comes great responsibility, but also, you know, as us search nerds, uh, we want to get really, really granular, um, and so some of the pitfalls I've seen, I've seen some marketers go after is try and, uh, try and get a little too honed in with those audiences, because um, it's different than remarketing, and it's different than display targeting. If you've got a list of 1,000 people on, uh, you know, on an audience overlay for paid search, You not only are limiting to just those thousand people; those thousand people have to be actively certain. And then we're talking like you know a click. If you get the audience too small, Um, so it's important to understand what some of those reasonable thresholds are, depending on how and where you want to use the the audiences. Um, On the on the flip side, for bidding, everybody should be doing it. You know, even Mm -hmm. if you're not going to take action on it. Um, You're not going to be gathering data with Google in terms of which audiences and, and which lists are performing better uh, until you have that set up. And that's, that's something I think a lot of marketers are missing, um, is you can turn this stuff on without affecting your campaigns, without changing your tactics. Um, but that's something everybody, if you're listening to this, if you're not doing this, load up your audiences into every campaign. Uh, you don't have to change bid modifiers. You don't have to Um, change what you're doing, but you'll at least start gathering data that you can make some smarter decisions on, you know, a week or a month down the road.
1: Right. Well, would you say, uh, well, let's see, where do we go from here? Um, Why don't we start by uh, describing the audiences that are available in uh, search campaigns? Sure. Include include the ones that Google just announced in in May of uh, 2017
2: sure uh so i'm gonna and let's yeah thank you for putting a time stamp on this because you know sure. this, this the relevancy of of everything we're saying here will self-destruct in a right. week or a month when they it's roll out evergreen <laughs> so you know i i when we say audience there's a number of different ways to kind of break it down because it's it's also you know demographics for searches you know not tied to an audience list um but i you know i guess to, to break it down, there's, you know, there's your own audiences. So that can be, you know, website remarketing lists, YouTube remarketing. Um, you know, you can overlay that with, um, with search people that have watched your, your YouTube videos. Um, you've got, uh, customer match. And so those are kind of the three, um, three pillars of your own audiences, right? So your CRM lists, um, your website remarketing, you know, every, every way that you want to segment that, um, and so that's that's table So You got to start there. Um, from those lists, you know, you have similar audiences. So that's that's one way to take. And again, different approach if you're a B two B versus a B two C brand. Um, but take your best customers and find more of them. Right? That's what every marketer wants to do. Right. Um, the other side of that is some of Google's uh, Google's owned audiences. So um, in market audiences, um, audience keywords, custom affinity audiences. Uh, and affinity audiences, those are, um, you know, those are like Google's, Google's audiences. So what they know about their, their network. And so that can also be powerful, right? If you're trying to reach, uh, go after certain keywords and you only want to reach people that are moving, um, Google just launched some life events that you can target based on, you know, people that are going through, uh, you know, transitions or weddings. Um, you know, there's a lot of different people trying to sell stuff to to those audiences. Mm -hmm. Um, and then beyond that, you have just some of the basic demographics that you get from Google of demo geo, um, uh, previous previous search queries. So I think I covered most of them, um, and those, the, I kind of think of it in those, you know, in those kind of three three pillars.
1: Gotcha. Hey, speaking of pillars, we have some important messages from our sponsors, Dan. So hang out, and listeners don't go away.
0: PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com.
3: Book Lovers. And hundreds of compelling contemporary authors are heading to Miami for the 34th Annual Miami Book Fair, Friday, November 17th through Sunday, November 19th. See in person amazing authors, including Vice President Joe Biden, Senator Al Franken, Russell Banks, Michael Eric Dyson, Armistead Malpin, Angela J. Davis, Scott Turow, Walter Isaacson, and many more. The 34th Annual Miami Book Fair. For more information, visit MiamiBookFair.com. visit fjorddigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve that's f j o r g e digital.com
0: the pursuit of ppc continues welcome back to ppc rockstars here's your host david zetella
1: And we are back with Dan Golden talking about audiences and what you should know about audiences, audience targeting, et cetera. So um, I'll tell you a funny story, Dan. I'm doing a big, big audit right now for a company that's spending half a million dollars a month on search. And uh, they have RLSAs. They're applying uh, remarketing lists to search campaigns. And uh, so they're laying in all of these audiences, several different audiences, but there's no bid modifiers so um help the audience, help our audience uh, understand the importance of bid modifiers when you're using audiences within search campaigns
2: yeah, absolutely. I mean that's why you use audiences within search campaigns right um, uh, you know there's some other stuff as well, but um you know what I mentioned in terms of the you know no barrier to entry um, and I don't know how long they've had them in there without bid modifiers, but yeah, I mean that's like putting uh Having a full tank of gas but leaving it in the parking lot. Um, right, <laughs> right. So yes, the whole you know the whole point is uh, understanding which audiences are more valuable and adjusting your bid strategy based on that performance. So if you're you know uh, logged in customers as a remarketing list, you know they're they're going to convert at two x the rate. Uh, you should be raising your bids, right? So in practice, what this looked like in the search results is. You know, someone who's never heard of your brand searches on a, you know, on a non-brand word, and you're ranked number three or four, uh, cause knowing, uh, you know, what your conversion rate is, what you can afford. Um, but if it's a previous customer and you know, you have a higher chance of converting them, you want to bid higher and rank higher, um, to retain that customer. Um, right. so that, you know, in practice that's, uh, and that's fairly straightforward, but there's, there's a lot of other cool things that you can do with this. Um, we have a client, uh, we just launched, uh, that has a loyalty program, um, and they also have a free offer uh, to get new customers in the door um, that, and they offer a free service to new customers. And that's been their advertising uh, everywhere is come in, you know, come in, the first one's free and to their loyal customers, they are sick and tired of seeing that free offer that they know they're never going to get because they've already <laughs> been. Um, so RLSAs are a great way to customize ad copy. You can do that with some if-then statements if, if someone is on my loyal customer list And I know I don't have to give them a free thing, uh, hit them with a loyalty reward or talk about, um, you know, talk about the loyalty program, or if they haven't signed up for that, but you know, they purchased, um, you can customize the messaging and that's, that's where this stuff is getting really powerful and really cool Mm -hmm. is separate messaging, separate landing pages, ads that are, you know, that are, that are customized based on audience and intent, um, I mean, that's getting it just closer, you know, closer to being that honed in, uh, one to one marketing through search. Um, so that's, that's some of the next level stuff. And, and a lot of the, that functionality, you could do that six months ago, but it was a, it was just a big pain because you had to create a bunch of separate campaigns for every different ad. And now that we can have, uh, audience conditional ad copy in a scalable Mm -hmm. manner, um, I mean, the sky's the limit for how, how granular you can get and how smart yep. you can get with targeting different, you know, if, you're, if you have a site and you sell B2B versus B2C um, and you're trying to segment, I mean, that's a lot of brands have that challenge, right? On your brand keywords, what message do I, you know, do I go with franchise or do I go with uh, B2C or do it, you know, um, now it's not an either or. It's figure out how do you, how do you create those core audience lists right. and, You can target the same keyword to two different people, and they see two different ads.
1: Yep. Hey, um, I think one of the most exciting uh, announcements on May 23rd from Google was the ability to, and this isn't available yet, but the ability to to apply in-market audiences to search campaigns. Um, What do you think of that?
2: Uh, Three thumbs up. I mean, I, I yes, I know some of the uh, keeping track of where within Google's ecosystem all of these audiences apply. Um, like I said, that'll um, a lot of this stuff will be outdated as new new capabilities come through. I mean, Google's vision and where they're headed is for all of these audiences to be universally available across all of their different product suites. Right? Mm-hmm. This is all just so new, and it's going to be happening incrementally, but. Um, if you, if you look at where their innovation's happening and what they are, what they are focused on, um, this, this is it. So figuring out, uh, how and where to use all of these different audiences. So in-market makes a ton of sense. Uh, and for those that aren't familiar with it, um, it's, you know, it's proprietary to Google and they're looking at, uh, previous search behavior and buying behavior and what site people, you know, if someone is shopping for a car and they've been to three auto sites uh, in the last week, you know, Google's going to define them as an in-market shopper. Um, and obviously a lot more valuable for that audience than someone that just searched, you know, SUV or hybrid SUV for the first time. Um, right. so yeah, uh, again, anything where you get lower in a, um, lower in the funnel, all of those, those audiences become a lot more, you know, a lot more valuable. And right. certainly if you're a, a brand that's focused on, on reach, uh, there's plenty of, I, I don't think anybody's worried about reach. You know, it. it <laughs> it's mm-hmm. uh, the smart, smart brands are like, how, how can I, you, you know, half the people don't want to buy your stuff. So how do you eliminate them? Right. That's, it's, it's almost like this, this is one way to look about, look at this is just how do we cut out the waste? Right. How do we focus more of our ad dollars on the people that are actually going to care versus how do I get more impressions? All
1: right. Uh, Well, I love uh, in-market audiences, too. They work really good in in display advertising. But here's my prediction for search advertising. Um, People will settle on a best practice that says that uh, in-market audiences should be applied to separate campaigns or separate ad groups at the very least and bid on uh, very broad terms because they can bid boost with – people that are in the in-market audience. So, for example, if uh, one of the in-market audiences is uh, uh, people that are uh, about to buy an Audi, not just a car, but specific models. So um, with that layered into a search ad group, um, the advertiser could afford to buy or bid on keywords like buy car because they know that the majority of their Clicks are going to come from
2: people that are going to buy an Audi, right? right. And you can customize your you can customize your copy to that. So you're only you know some of that you can you can also hone in, right? If you know they're Audi shoppers, then you can and you're a used car lot, and you know you have uh, you know a lot of inventory. You can customize your ad for that. So you're um, you know you're also pre qualifying those clicks with another layer, not just not just audience. Um, and the you know the the piece that I again, we're we're search marketers, and we wanna um, we want control. We want to nerd out as much as possible. I, I if I've got another prediction within market audiences is, you know, right now it's a little bit of a black box, and right, you know, Google is defining the in-market audiences. Um, you know, all of us marketers want control over that, right? What what definition? How many auto sites do they have to hit? And I know some of that is proprietary, but you know, as you think about different verticals or someone who's home shopping um you know real estate agents or movers you know they want to know kind of where people are in that stage because they might there might be a different you know real estate agents might want to hit up those people only early on but if they're really close to making a purchase then they're probably already with an agent um i and i don't know real estate that just was a first example <laughs> but uh you know bold prediction is i think marketers are just going to get a lot more control over the thresholds and what determines each of the different audiences and we have some of that already with the custom affinity audiences. Um, mm-hmm. For those that aren't familiar, it's, it's super cool. You just yeah. you pick the sites that you think, uh, you know, um, that you think customers would be, you know, the, the right audience would be visiting and Google will you know, create, a, um, create an audience from that. It's a, it's a killer conquesting strategy uh, coming at it from a very different angle. Um, and again, gives us, gives us a lot more control you know, for those niche clients that, you know, a broad in market audience is, and and maybe that's an oxymoron, but on mm-hmm. uh, Google to find in market audience, um, you know, for, and every brand is, of course, unique, but this is, you know, a great opportunity to take, you know, everything you know about your customers uh, and leverage that with the power of search intent. And, uh, you know, this is, if I were to put, because managing paid search, it's all about, all about time where can you spend your time most effectively to 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 drive results and and this is uh this is the place right i mean you have to have there's table stakes you have to manage your bids and watch your budgets and change out ads and all that stuff but if i was gonna spend that you know that extra time or that time you really want to spend how do i squeeze more out of this uh this program um audiences are where it's at
1: absolutely Speaking of audiences, we have to treat our audience to some more messages from our sponsors. So, uh, Dan, hold that thought, and listeners, stay with us.
0: We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella.
1: We're back in the home stretch with Dan Golden talking about audience targeting. Uh, let's see. One question I had is, could you help our uh, listeners understand the pros and cons of layering audiences? In other words, using targeting more than one audience in the same ad group.
2: Sure, absolutely. Um so I mean the the pros you get more you know you get more honed in. You can combine, you know, it's that uh it's not a pie chart. What is that um that chart that Venn, overlays Venn,
1: Venn diagram. diagram Thank you yeah. much,
2: right? Sure. So it's the uh you know the the Venn diagram of, you know, knowing I only want to reach a certain certain demographic and I only want the people within that demographic that are buying. Um so You know, with, uh, so that's, that's a, that's a pro recommend it. You know, this is just where I have to, you kind of have to flip your brain around though, when you're talking about audience and search in that it's not just about getting people to match that audience criteria. They have to actively be searching. And I've been guilty of, of getting in there and being like, let's, let's layer all this stuff and let's get super granular and let's do a separate, you know, separate remarketing list for every different category on our site. And then overlay that within market, um, and if you get too honed in, you just don't see any traffic, and it's much ado about nothing. So that's right. that's the con, is that uh, you know bigger than you know your audience size. If you're overlaying it with search, needs to be bigger than what you would need on a on a minimum audience size to do targeting, right? So with right. Facebook ads, you get you know an audience of two thousand to five thousand people. Um, it's not huge, but it's a large enough size that you actually get some traffic and some data and some tracking because you can target all 2,000 of those people. Um, but if you got an audience size of 2,000 with search, um, you're not targeting 2,000 people. You're targeting the 12 people among that 2,000 that happen to search. And anytime, all these platforms, they just they need they need a little bit of scale for it to just work. So pros and cons of layering audiences together. Uh, the pros are fairly simple. It's uh, it 's that beautiful Venn diagram where you take one one audience or one attribute that you care about, whether it 's demographics or um, you know in market, and then you overlay that with your remarketing list or your customer match list. so the ability to get that granular and whether you 're bidding or excluding those audiences or customizing ad copy that is that 's grand so lots of pros there. The cons is really just uh, around doing all that work for not and that, that can happen if you get a little bit too aggressive or too granular with those audiences and layering those audiences and getting that audience down too small. And the, you know, way to think of this, and it took my, took me a little while to get my head around it. If you've got an audience of 10,000, not a huge, but not a tiny audience that works well for Facebook or even GDN targeting. Cause you can, you can target ads to 10,000 people, still very granular. Um, when you take that list and you overlay it with search, you're not targeting 10,000 people you're targeting the you know the 10 people or the dozen people that day amongst that list that happened to be searching and that's you know anytime you you start talking about 10 or 1s uh, from an ad targeting standpoint, it's too small you're not going to get enough data google sometimes won't even serve ad if the audience is so the suggestion would just be try you know as much as possible to make sure your audiences are are big enough
1: and that's where you need right. to have to scale hey listen dan uh, we are unfortunately out of time um how can listeners get in touch with you i uh you can find me on
2: twitter the golden dan and uh i can also be found online so be found online.com uh feel free to chase me down or any other platform always happy to talk shop and uh, give some advice where I can, and um, yeah, love it. Excellent. And uh, any speaking engagements coming up? Yeah, I've got a few lined up. So uh, I'm going to be at PubCon in Las Vegas in November. Uh, I'm speaking at Inbound in Boston in September. Uh, that that topic's really fun. It's all around voice search, what's now, what's new, and what's next. Um, I think I'm going to be speaking at TinyCon about... Uh, it's actually about our uh, less about search marketing and about our uh, the ownership culture and the way we do open book management at, uh, at BFO. Um, and I think I'm going to be at the DMA Summit and then Summit in uh, New Orleans in October. So I didn't list nice. those in order, I'm just realizing, but uh, That's right. I'm out on the circuit. We'll see you around.
1: Yeah, I've definitely seen you at a few of those. So thanks a lot for coming on, Dan. We'll have you on again uh, sometime soon.
2: Wonderful. Thanks for having me. Rock you on. Welcome.
1: Right on. And thank you listeners. Come on back next week or the week after for another episode of PPC Rockstars.